welcome to the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Podcast. My name is Natalie Nidham. I'm a nutritionist, a human potential, and epigenetic coach, and I created this podcast to bring you the latest ways to take control of your health and longevity. We cover it all, from new technology to ancestral health practices, personalized interventions, and a very special interest of mine, peptides. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the show, folks. Today's episode is about a man's incredible healing journey and the unique tool that he used to get himself there. First, about the guest. His name is Freddie Kimmel. If you haven't heard Freddie Kimmel speak before, you're in for a total treat. Freddie is a functional health coach. He's a Reiki healer. He's a gut health specialist. He's a cancer survivor. He's also an entertainer and incredible, by his own words, citizen scientist. I love talking to Freddie, and I think you guys are going to adore listening to Freddie. And if you can't get enough of him, then I will also invite you to check out his podcast called The Beautifully Broken Podcast, where he interviews amazing guests. Uh, He's got a really beautiful approach to this world of health. Anyway, the tool that we talk about is the AMP coil, which is a unique wellness tool that really addresses health at a cellular level. It combines sound, vibration, frequency, energy. There's a PMF aspect to it. It's really quite a unique tool. And I'm going to let Freddie tell you all about it. So if you want to learn more about AmpCoil after you listen to the interview, you'll want to go to ampcoil.com. If you decide to make that investment into your health and wellness for the long term, then you'll be able to use code NAT99 for a beautiful discount. And of course, if you get value from this episode, make sure you share it out with your friends, your family, or anybody else you feel would benefit from it. And if you're inclined, do leave us a five-star review because that is what allows us to rise up the ranks and reach more people. So we're going to have a quick word from a sponsor, and then you'll get right into that episode. Enjoy. If you're a biohacker who's looking for the newest cutting edge products to push your brain and body to the outer limits of what's possible, or a wellness enthusiast who just wants to feel yourself, then you've got to stop what you're doing and check out Nootopia, the most powerful bespoke nootropics on the market today. Every stack was formulated by a man who's the most advanced brain chemist and nootropics formulator alive today. Every formula is customized for you based on your strengths, weaknesses, and formulas, so you get exactly what you need. Taking the right formulas at the right times can help you to focus intensely, block out distractions, reduce stress and anxiety, enhance your creativity, boost your memory, and a whole lot more. You will be amazed by how quickly they work. Within 15 to 30 minutes, you should begin to feel and notice the mental effects. I absolutely love my Newtopia. And these formulas come with a full one-year guarantee. So there is zero risk to you to try them for yourself. So if you feel like you're not fully maximizing your potential, both personally and professionally, then you really do owe it to yourself to try Newtopia's formulas. They are a total game changer. Just go to newtopia.com forward slash Bionat 10 and use Bionat to get 10% off any order. Once again, that's newtopia.com forward slash Bionat 10 and use Bionat. And now let's get back to the episode. Hey folks, just a quick reminder that all of the information presented in this podcast is for information purposes only. No medical advice, no diagnosing, no treatments suggested here. Before you try anything that you hear about or learn about here, make sure that you check with your medical provider. And welcome to the show, Freddie Kimmel. It is such a pleasure to have you here. Good morning. Good morning. You're glowing. Well, and so are you. Actually, I think we're both... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just a little glow 
Freddie and I met you guys. Uh, when did we meet? I think it was the Upgrade Labs conference last September. It was in Orlando. And we've been kind of like in touch ever since. I had the pleasure of being on Freddie's amazing podcast, which I believe has the best podcast name ever. The Beautiful Podcast. I just, every time I see it or hear it or say it, I'm like, oh my God, that is such a good name. God, you give good name. Yeah, you get good name. The Beautifully Broken Podcast. So many people stop in like the first two minutes. They're like, I got to just tell you. Like when I saw the reach, uh, the reach out to a request to be on the show, I got so excited just because of the name. And yeah, that it's there's a lot to it. I sat down a long, as we all do as content creators, I sat down with a long um, list of verbs and adjectives and things I wanted to incorporate in the show. And it just jumped out at me on a list of all these um, descriptors that I had about what what my belief system around health and wellness and vitality was. It's a beautiful thing, I have to say, and authentic, like you. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a bit about Freddie. Before we launch into all the cool biohacking stuff, amazing things that you're, the amazing tools that you have at your disposal, but let's talk a little bit about what got you into this journey in the first place, because my understanding is it all started in a dance hall, on stage, <laughs> you know, number, yeah. you know Freddie, who I would have been talking to might've been a different guy. <laughs> I could have been a different guy. I actually did a, I did a, a podcast yesterday with our friend Faraz Khan, yes, anti-aging hacks. And, and we, we talked about hair loss. You know, I, I start, I start talking about my, my story of health and longevity, different spots, but I, I do have this really, um, Man, the the first thing I ever noticed that really shifted about my health was my my eighteen year old self in college. My hair started falling out, and and we go into that you know in depth and the trauma and the shame around that. And I never I never talk about that because it's just too long. You know, if if we went back and listed, it's like all the things that were broken, beautifully broken in my life. You know, I was a child who and I was in surgery when I was five years old. And they were taking out my adenoids and putting tubes in my ears, ate antibiotics like cotton candy mm-hmm. all the time. I was always sick with strep, always with strep. I had mono at 18, you know, my, my hair started falling out. And, and so it really gets exciting. As you said, the dance hall, I moved to New York city in 2001, a month after September 11th to be on Broadway. I wanted to be a music theater performer. I love to sing. I love to dance. I love to to um, lean into text and, and really feel like, why, what is a great story? What makes up a great story? And so the, the story goes is that I set down my bags and I went to an audition and my very first day I booked a Broadway tour. Get I booked out. the national, get out, get out. I booked the national tour of Annie, get your gun. And it was the very famous production with Bernadette Peters and it was transitioning to a road show. And so that, that was my first experience. It was like day one, you know, and I, I always tell people, I, it, that sounds like, wow, Freddie, you must be really good. And I, I had raw talent, but it was very raw. It was unpolished. I did not dance very well. And so this job gave me this opportunity to just jump right in with the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And I, I started touring around the country, you know, I did like 130 cities. I worked straight for a year and a half. But the, the very interesting thing is the, the illness piece or the 
piece where it gets really exciting, like a Harry Potter story was about two months into New York city. I woke up one day with full body systemic joint pain, like rheumatoid arthritis level. I couldn't, I couldn't open my hands. And this was, I, Freddie went to sleep fine. And I woke up in like unbelievable, um, rheumatoid arthritis, like symptoms, hands, feet, shoulders, everywhere. This is very scary. And a kind of the digging that I did at the time, it didn't yield much. I'd went to a rheumatologist. I'd went to some, some doctors, nothing was found in my blood. There was nothing wrong. And I just sort of ate Advil and painkillers for like four years and the painkillers increased. Eventually I was on like Celebrax and Indomethacin and all these, you know, these fun commercial um, COX-2 inhibitors that you see commercials for. Cause I was like, as a 23 year old kid, I was like watching commercials for people like doing cartwheels down the beach. And I'm like, I just need Celebrax. That's, that's my problem. You know, that's, that's, it's fixed. There's a commercial for it. Why doesn't it work? <laughs> so it's really funny learning that dynamic and like looking back on that mentality now. And so the, the next, like bump in the road was I started to have testicle pain and I was about 26 at the time. I went to saw a doctor. He had a little conversation about the pain of my testicle. And he's like, ah, don't, don't worry about it. It's, you know, it's probably just, um, uh, uh, an infection or an infection in the epididymis or an STD go get it looked at, but don't worry about it. It's not cancer. So I waited and, uh, four and a half months later, I woke up one morning, I can barely stand and I'm like hunched over. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm favoring the way I walk. I'm, I'm doing very odd physical behaviors just to be able to move through space. And I wandered into an emergency room. And by the end of the day, I was diagnosed with testicular cancer. And not only did I have testicular cancer, but it had metastasized to nine tumors in my abdomen. It was around my left kidney, the superior vena cava running to my heart all the lymph nodes in my peritoneum. And I just remember waking up in this hospital and looking at an MRI and my doctor was standing at the end of the bed and he's got a, a pointer and he's like, there's cancer here and here and here and here and here. And he just kept going. And I was just like, it was wild. And then he's like, we're prepping you for surgery. We're going to bring you in right now, remove the primary tumor and start you on a, a regimen for lots and lots of chemotherapy normally we will do, you know, one to four cycles with somebody with testicular cancer. He's like, you're at the, the end spectrum of four and we'll see what happens. Hopefully the cancer's gone and, and we'll kind of go from there. So, you know, just to, to stop and breathe here for a second, like the inflammatory component had turned into testicular cancer, whether that was immune system dysregulation um, or maybe they weren't related at all. And I was sitting in an emergency room in Rochester, New York, I flew home because it was such a dramatic diagnosis. And given this unbelievable path forward to just kind of pivot, right? It was like, you're not going to be singing. You're not going to be dancing. You're not going to be doing anything. You're going to fight cancer now. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I did that. I jumped in with both feet. You know, I was completely numb to any fear or any worry about what was happening. I was just like, it was like, there was so much information. I had no choice, but just say yes and show up for chemotherapy at 26. And I was, I was, um, you know, that, that experience was incredibly challenging as with each cycle and, you know, five days on three days, three weeks, 
minutes to rest and then you're back into it. The, I used a, a topicide cisplatin, which is a double chemotherapy regime for the, for the cancer I had, which is um, very effective for my type of non-seminoma tumor. I, I think I'm getting that right. It's been a while. So I've kind of let go of the details of all that fun stuff. And, you know, at the end of what I can tell you is at the end of the, the four rounds of chemotherapy um, and did a scan, the, the cancer was not gone. There were still spots in my peritoneum. So they rolled in with this plan to do a retroperitoneal lymph node dissection, which is cutting pelvis to sternum. We're going to take out all the digestive organs, put them in a bag on your chest, and we'll snip out all the tumors that are laying underneath that along your spine. Incredibly complicated eight-hour surgery. That turned into over 12 days in the intensive care no food, no water, no nothing. And finally it's, I'm laying in a hospital bed and I literally looked like I have pictures of myself. It's shocking. I looked like a hundred year old man, very puffy from all the things and the fluids and steroids. But I was, I was given a, a your cancer free bill passed. So like, you're good to go. Wow. And, and it's kind of at this time where I was, uh, you know, I was in my head, I was like, okay, great. I'm going to go, I'm going to get my book deal. I'm going to be on Oprah. I'm, I'm going to go be a poster child for everybody going through testicular cancer. And I'll just be a bundle of positivity. Like I saw myself at the time. And at that time, a month later, I started be, being rushed to the emergency room with severe abdominal adhesions, cramping, what's known as an SBO or small bowel obstruction. So a complete twisting of the small bowel wouldn't release for two to three days. So a lot of times I just stay in the emergency, emergency room for three days, vomit, I mean, like vomit uncontrollably until it would release. If it didn't release, they would reopen that same scar down the middle of my belly, take out a foot of intestine, put it back together, or I'd be rushed in and we'd, we'd laser cut the adhesions, you know, in a preventative fashion. So we're looking at 2006 to 2015. My last surgery was in 2015. So it was a long time. And I abridged... <laughs> I abridged this story because we could live in that, you know, we could talk about surgeries all day. We could talk about the hundreds of doctors I saw that said, no, we won't touch you. You're a liability. We could talk about in the middle of that when I would full blown chronic inflammatory response syndrome, Lyme disease, heavy metal toxicity, Epstein-Barr, cytomegalovirus, every viral infection you can imagine at four times on the tighter levels. I mean, I, chronic fatigue syndrome, couldn't go to the bathroom. You know, the only way I could go to the bathroom was with a, a coffee enema. And it was, it was, I was as sick as anybody I knew. Yeah. And I was so depressed and I was so tired. And I guess the reason why we're here talking today, and I'm in some sense or state of coherence, is that I started to ask different questions about who could help me, what I could do for my body, started looking at what I was eating. And started to really look to that fringe, what would be considered fringe, I guess, is a complementary therapy, integrative therapy, Chinese medicine, hyperbaric chambers, red light therapy, stem cells, hypoxic breathing machines, pulse electromagnetic fields, gallbladder flushes, you know, the Gershon method, you name it. I started trying it and really just kept growing this incredible list of treatments and modalities. And I had a, I had a, started to have a really strong turnaround around 2018. And since then, it's really been an upward climb. 
you know, I can, I can do most things that anybody can do. I can travel. I speak all over the world. I, I work a very intense schedule. I lift, I push lots of weight. Mm-hmm. Um, I can, I can't do a backflip yet on a trampoline, but that will be, that will be back. That's a goal of mine on my vision board. And that? say that again. Did you have the backflip before? Yes. <laughs> that's just a getting it back thing. That's fine. Yeah. That's just a getting it back thing. Um, and so, you know, to, to, you know, to bring us to present day, that's, that's really, now I'm, I'm in this zone of optimizing, mm-hmm. you know, I, I said a lot, so it's really, I will let you, if, if you want to unpack anything and that wild, um, goodness, it's just like, it's just like a very intense biblical representation of the hero's journey. No kidding. Biblical yeah. word for it. It's, uh, you know, we're yeah. not talking about one or two years here. We're talking about over a decade where mm-hmm. it completely shifts your whole, mm-hmm. your whole landscape shifts, your identity shifts in many mm. ways. Right. So what was the moment? When did you realize you were going to have to look? I mean, because, you know, I mean, in many ways, conventional medicine, as much as in this space, we, we very often come down on it. And the bottom line is they got you to the point where you lived long enough to get to the point where you could look outside of conventional medicine. So I do think that as much as we can be a little, I don't know if it's dismissive or- sure around conventional medicine, I think we have to, we have to acknowledge it has its place and its limitations. So at what point did you get, I mean, it was sometime after nine years in, what Mm -hmm. was that, what was the moment where Freddie said, okay, wait a minute, there's gotta be something else. Or there, is it somebody who came to you? Is it something you read? Like what, what was it that, I mean, you know, as you said, you were exhausted. Right? Yeah, I was exhausted. In a place where you're at your most functional, necessarily. But this is yeah. not survival. This is a matter of how am I going to live my life and what am I? What's my life going to look like? So what was it? What was the thing that kind of got you to that next step? Yeah, there were a couple moments. I I I picked up this book at one point, and this is like kind of in the middle of it, I picked up this book and it was a story or a recount of a girl who had been hit by a garbage truck and she had broken like 40 bones in her body. And she was on all these pain medications. And it was her testimonial of, of going into a paleolithic or whole foods type eating platform. And she said she was off all her meds. And I read that book and I was like, I can do that. I, until this time I was eating, I was eating McDonald's breakfast sandwiches and hash browns on the way to chemotherapy. So uh, while I did eat in my, in my belief system, I ate clean. I was like, I eat good. And I was, I also want to just preface this at the time when I was diagnosed with cancer, I was jacked. I was like ripped. I had like an eight pack. I was playing a stripper in a, in a show, a production of the full Monty. I was in the production of the full Monty. So I was, I was in great shape. Um, but I, I, I didn't, I didn't eat well. I ate, I ate the standard American diet. You know, I was eating, you know, protein shakes, protein powders from GNC, probably like the worst kind. Mm-hmm. And like I said, we, I, I mentioned, I was, I was living in a lot of pain and eating painkillers just because I had this inflammatory syndrome all over my body. And so I changed my diet to this whole foods platform cutting out gluten, 
milk, sugar, and I've never ate those things again. <laughs> and I had a huge drop in inflammation. I had a huge drop in inflammation. I found that it was probably like two days out of the week that I need the, the painkillers or once in a while is very intermittent. And, you know, I really wanted that to be, I really wanted food to be the thing that fixed me. And one of the best doctors I ever saw, he was like, Freddie, you are beyond food being your only medicine. I'm sorry to tell you. And I was like, no, I'm measuring the micros and the macros and I'm not eating any trigger foods. And it just wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. I was too, I was too far gone. Yeah. And, and whether people that resonates with someone or not, um, it was a really, it was a, it was an empowering piece for me to start asking deeper questions. So I'll say from the, from the food, I, I started to, I started to really get into the biohacking. I started, I, I happened across, you know, Tim Ferriss. I happened across early, early, uh, the bulletproof executive, Dave Asprey, mm -hmm. um, even Tony Robbins to a degree at times, yeah. there were some really wonderful people out there putting out high level information on podcasts and the way my brain is wired, which is very high voltage, if we look at my QEEG, trending towards like an ADHD human being, I digest information so well from a podcast. Mm -hmm. Something about the audio representation of information in my brain, I just pick it up. I don't, I normally remember most words in the podcast. Nice. It's, it's pretty wild. Yeah. So for me, I was like, I just, I became addicted to, to learning this way. And I really started self-experimentation, self experimenting with fasting windows, eating times, um, the quality of water that I would drink, you know, um, systemic enzyme therapy. And I, I kept picking up things that would help and help and help. Um, a big turnaround, the big turnaround for me was starting to use frequency. And I, when I say frequency therapy, I mean pulsed magnetics and pulsed light where the, where the, where my body started to experience, um, less visits to the emergency room in a dramatic fashion. And so this is like the fall of 2018, the, 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 the on-ramp to frequency or pulse magnetics was a, a severe mold exposure in the middle of all this. I bought a home with floor to ceiling black mold and lived in it for eight months on top of the metastatic cancer and the Lyme. And Man, I, I, I tell you, there is not a better teaching tool than living through some of these things because you really get the gravity and you, you understand it's, it's, um, you understand the weight that mm -hmm. which you need to, to, or the care with which you need to deal with these things that come into the terrain. I want to frame it that way. Yeah. Um, less of a caution flag, just like understanding and awareness. So I had had a severe mold exposure. I had taken Ampotericin B and well call and cholesteramine, which are pharmaceutical grade binders for mycotoxins. Nothing was changing. I was like, how are these levels not changing? And so I saw a podcast that was talking about amp coil. Amp coil is a technology that does pulse electromagnetic field combined with sound therapy. So it's like sound therapy delivered through pulse magnetics. I want to be clear that it's not PEMF. If we really wanted to give it an acronym, it's BAMF, bioacoustic magnetic fields. And so I saw a, a podcast for this on the Better Health guy, Scott Ferguson. I went and bought one. It was $11,000, $10,895 at the time. 
didn't try it. I just, I just felt called. It was so weird. And I was like, I'd never bought anything that expensive. It's more, more than a car than I've ever paid a monetary amount for. And I just did it. And within like four months, I wasn't going to the emergency room anymore. My bowels stopped cramping. Or if it did cramp, I could play a program called pain release or small intestine, which is an organ journey or the harmonizer, which is a chakra journey. And it would release in 12 hours. And wow, what a, what a tool to be able to have. It just took the fear away from, I was always worried with every meal that I was going to eat something that was going to hit that scar tissue in the wrong way, cramp it up. And I was going to be back in the emergency room and they'd be cutting me open. And so I lost a lot of that fear because I was having this evidential proof that, wow, I'm like, as long as I use this tool, it's not happening. The other cool thing is that I think in six to eight months, my mycotoxins were completely normal and I stopped doing binders. I stopped doing any of the amphotericin. I stopped doing the antifungals. Um, and, and I guess from my understanding, along with some other lifestyle things that we can talk about, the mold, um, my cells were respirating and breathing and dumping garbage better because of the increased voltage in my body that were assisting the terrain, i.e. the body was better able to detoxify because it had the signaling necessary. Mm -hmm. Something had come in and done some heavy lifting. Um, the other thing that I just want to like, I want to stop talking and, and unpack those two is that I got a really crappy, I'm not naming the names of the device, a really crappy red light device because it kept breaking on me and it would like melt. And <laughs> however, however, it, it also had really good benefit. If I put that on my belly and then did visceral manipulation night and day for the scar tissue night and day. Cause all of a sudden the tissue was very pliable. Mm -hmm. And, um, so it was really, I say frequency pulse magnetics and frequency and light, which man, it's like, and it's been a, a, a huge, huge upward, um, trajectory from there. And it's allowed me to really live in less pain, stand in more joy mm -hmm. and really, dig into the why of why my body had a response to these things at this time. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I mean, it's not a big shock to say that you had picked up every bug available in your environment at this point, you know, your, every bug. your immune system was, if it was, if there was any of it left, right. engaged and disempowered and disabled to, in many ways. So the laundry lit. I mean, you know, it's one thing to live in mold, but you're, you would have been like a mold sponge almost, right? Like your cells mm -hmm. have the capacity to, it's almost like they were defenseless. And so it's yeah. what it sounds like to me. And I don't know that much about amp coil, but the little bit I know about magnetic frequencies and, and, um, you know, resonance and vibration is it's about recharging the body at a cellular level so that the cells can function again. And I think yeah. what's amazing in all this is, and not that, you know, when you have something like cancer and you have tumor load that needs to be removed so that you can now get yourself to a place where you can ramp up your energy and all those things. So I'm not in any way saying this, this could replace certain aspects of what you had already been through, but there's nothing in the vernacular of conventional medicine that recharges the cell that re-enables the body to start doing what it does 
because the body can do things that we, nobody in any modality can do yet. Mm-hmm. We don't even understand it, how the body does what the body does. We don't, not, not even a little bit. I mean, we, we have little, you know, our understanding is always changing and there's so many big belief systems that are based on the idea of this material or mechanistic world which then we try to go understand dark matter and we don't know what that is. So it's like the space between space. Yeah. You know, the, 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 what I, what I've come to understand is that everything exists in our universe on an electromagnetic spectrum or a vibratory pattern. So again, to, to compare it to like a Newtonian physics model, it's like, you know, it's like this set of pulleys and levers, which is making the body function like a machine, or it's the idea that the body is this hundred piece orchestra and that everything is creating a sound or an, an in tune, the body sings this beautiful song in resonance. And there's ways we can measure that resonance. I would argue an ECG, an EKG, heart rate variability, right? The body gives off patterns that we can measure the electricity or voltage in a state of there's actually beautiful concert and coherence in some of these patterns mm-hmm. from the heart, from the, from the predominant brainwave states, from the time between successive heartbeats, denotating nervous system tone or abundance. Mm-hmm. So I think it's fascinating to start looking at the body in the terms of frequency and vibration and energy. I, I always go back to the, I always go back to the, you know, the, the dream or the, or the mental picture. I was like, wow, what if, what if the first time I ever had a cramp or an adhesion that I, that this was sitting in an emergency room yeah. and as opposed to cutting me open, we could have at least tried this first mm-hmm. or a red light panel, or we could work with the nervous system. What would happen if we took the nervous system into just a place of calm receiving and we could avoid surgery because every time we cut the body, we make more adhesion and more scar tissue especially if you're prone to that genetically, which I also believe there's a component there that I've, I've, I've looked into. So it's not, it's never, it's never this or that for me, it's always a both and, which I, I would love to help people. You know, that's why I'm doing a podcast. That's why we're speaking is because it really at the heart of it, it's patient advocacy mm-hmm. and, and not preaching for anything's better than the other. My doctors that were oncologists and my urologist was a rock star. Nice. I mean, you, you meet rock star doctors once in a while, uh, uh, Ganesh Palapatu, Dr. Palapatu was amazing. And, and, and as he first rolled me into that very first surgery, he, he had a book, he had Lance Armstrong's book. He slapped it on my belly. He's like, read this when you wake up, Love. you're not going to die. You're not going to die. Love. I was like, what? No gas brand <laughs> out. And, and I woke up and I wrote that book cover to cover. Yeah. I, I, and I, many chapters over and over and over and over again, I was like, he, I could do this. Mm-hmm. You know, that doctor set going into surgery, the belief system that no matter what happened, that I was going to get well. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I carry that with me to this day. And that, that is, <laughs> tell me the value of that. It's like, uh, unbelievably, you know, the universe was conspiring for my success the whole time through cancer, well, the whole time. He said, uh, he basically, in no uncertain terms, informed you that you would be this book, right? There's no, yeah. we're going to do the best that we can. This is a really complicated no. procedure. 
there's this X percent survival rate. None of that bullshit. Here's a book. You're going to be reading this in a few hours. Yeah. yeah. He told me, he's like, you're not going to die. Yeah. And he like looked in my eye. He was like, listen to me. It was like forceful. I was like, okay. I'm going to cry. <laughs> that is crazy. But, but you know, I love that. I love good doctor stories. He's a, I had, I had tons of great doctors. Don't get me wrong. I, but they just, I, line. they wouldn't have been able to, they, in their, in what they know and what they've been taught, they could get you so far. Yeah, it was, it was on me. Yeah, It was on me and it was up to me. And that's why I was gifted all these things. That's why I was gifted cancer and Lyme and mold and, and heavy metal toxicity and Epstein-Barr and cytomegalovirus is because I needed to figure it out to become a platform for deep N equals one, a player one experience on what it's like to go through these things. Should I, would I not, I would not be able to speak from the area of expertise as my subjective experience. And that's really powerful. And it's, it's, it's needed because I meet a lot of people like me that are going through some really extreme shit right now. Mm-hmm. Lots of people that have multi-system organ dysfunction, chronic inflammatory response syndrome, mast cell activation, you know, any and all of it. I know people that are allergic to water, really, that they're, they're having an anaphylactic aversion to water. And so as I, um, have moved through these things with a lot of humility and a lot of luck. And, and, and as I, I will always say the universe had my back the whole time. It's just, it's evolved my understanding of what vitality and health is. It's really been an amazing, amazing experience. Um, and I choose to lose, uh, I choose to use, uh, learn my lessons with ease and grace going forward. <laughs> I'm asking for that, that I don't need to be put uh, through these experiences anymore. Did you know that thousands of high-quality, peer-reviewed scientific studies show that EMF radiation from devices like cell phone and AirPods can cause a wide range of negative health effects, ranging from sleep disruption and infertility up to more serious diseases like Alzheimer's and cancer? The World Health Organization even lists it as a class 2B carcinogen. And the more of it you're exposed to, the greater your health risk. Fortunately, The folks over at Shield Your Body offer tons of free and easy ways to reduce your EMF exposure and slash the risk to your health. It all comes down to two key rules. That's what the SIB EMF Radiation Safety Day is all about. The free and easy ways you can radically reduce your exposure to EMF radiation without impacting your enjoyment of modern technology. So visit shieldyourbody.com forward slash RSD to get your free guide to start living healthier with less EMF radiation. You'll even be entered to win a SIB bed canopy worth $2,000. And there are a bunch of other prizes as well. So go to shieldyourbody.com forward slash RSD and get your free guide now. And now let's get back to the show. So let's talk a bit about the amp coil and... Mm-hmm. Your experience. I mean, so you heard about this thing. It's a super expensive, it's a big investment. We're not going to talk about expensive. It's an investment. Yeah. investment. You are called to make this, you somehow know that this is the next investment you need to make in your health. And I, and I do, one thing I want to, I want to call out though, is how it still started with food, even though food was not going to be the final answer for you. I love how the foundation was the first place you went. Mm-hmm. 
then one of the things that you talk about Amcoil doing for you, which is so powerful, is letting go of the, losing the fear. Because mm -hmm. fear is stress, stress is cortisol, cortisol disables your immune system, it turns your brain into mush. Um, just that alone is incredibly powerful. But beyond that, the vibration, the resonance, all that other stuff. So let's talk a little bit about when did you know that that this device was actually doing something for you? Was it like the first treatment or did it take a while? Like what, tell me. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, as we, as we mentioned, my terrain was like a mess. So even session one, like my gums hurt, you know, they were like buzzing and like, uh, there's, there's a thing in the amp coil world. There's sessions. We'll call we'll call a session 30 minutes, 60 minute, whatever it's called a sound journey. So there are journeys with quote unquote detox codes, and there are journeys without detox codes. I popped that thing out of the box. Didn't read a single direction and just started playing journeys. <laughs> <laughs> with detox codes. So as you can imagine, um, the oral biome in my body might have had um, some level of infection going on. So my gums, all the, I would play the journeys and my gums would hurt. You know, I'd feel headaches and just feel not great. Actually, I'd have a detox response. Mm -hmm. So and this, I guess, would for the audience would be the idea that resonance or resonant vibratory frequency if played in concurrence with, uh, let's call it a bad guy in the train, microbe metal or toxin, could could either mobilize your innate immune system or have an effect on that microbe metal or toxin, which would overwhelm your body's innate detox pathways, which is why we don't play journeys with detox codes for a while. Some, sometimes people, three months. Some we Most people say, get, get two weeks on the device and get your voltage up. Right. Because as you and I know, if we increase cellular voltage, the cell, we can get fancy and say it re recharges a transmembrane potential. There's a net positive on the outside, net negative on the inside, increase that potential. And the sodium and ions go in and out of the cell faster and make more ATP. And the cell breathes and respirates, dumps garbage and changes the cellular pH. You know, all those things are going to happen. But is your body ready for that? Mm -hmm. I think that's the so it's all like when it comes in. Right. And why a lot of times people often call me, they're like, I'm going to, you know, I'm like, you should check some boxes that are just lifestyle things. You will, you will set yourself up for success. So I would say three and a half months in, and I was very careful with like travel. I didn't travel really. I tried, I really limited it. Um, doing things like skiing or snowboarding were kind of off. It was very limited once in a while. I'd go once a year, but I got on a plane and flew out West and like got off the plane and went snowboarding all day. And then I went to a party and I was like, uh, what happened? Like, I just had this day. I was like, I shouldn't be able to do this. I shouldn't be able to do this. Mm -hmm. And I just had this day where I was going for like 16 hours, you know, and I, I mean, snowboarding, like, uh, heavenly in Tahoe. Yeah. So big, big mountains and deep snow and hard. And yeah, it was, it was probably three to four months in. I started to notice these wild shifts. Now there have been shifts. I'm three and a half years in, I still have responses and reactions and improvements and breakthroughs. And, you know, as I, as I keep understanding and learning the body, it's still happening. 
So, you know, one thing that I can see pretty immediately that I can test is like my heart rate variability really is, has a dramatic improvement. If I play anything, that's a rejuvenating journey, relax, all deep sleep, the harmonizer, higher self positivity. You know, I can notice like an energetic state shift associated with like beneficial neurotransmitters in that. And because there's all what we're doing is we're playing a sound or frequency associated with that, that system in the body. And that's pretty easy to quantify. I have a really nice machine called HRVV scan, Mm -hmm. which does all like the high frequency, low frequency, and very low buckets of heart rate variability also looks at predominant brainwave states with ECG. Um, And so every time I do a a pre and post on that, like really great shift in in 30 minutes um, or less. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's still, I'm still noticing like great shifts. And I, 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 you know, I work with Ampcoil now in, in a consulting capacity and they're a sales and marketing and product expert. So I talk to, I've talked to thousands of people, you know, both, both that have had amazing success with it and have had limiting success with it. And the, the overwhelming majority is like, a really great tool if you understand how to use it and use it consistently like anything else. Um, but really incredible. I have some incredible, like incredible stories of, of people having this be a a wild tool or, a um, a a turn in the road for their, their journey of transformation. Yeah. So I was going to say, like, it sounds like it's a real, it's, it's a turn. It's exactly what you just said. Like it's a hard right or hard left, whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. So when you talk about the journeys, so are there kind of more esoteric journeys and then journeys that target pathogens and journeys that, mm. or are they one in the same? Just, I mean, I have not had my, an Amcoil experience yet. Now we're going to meet up in Austin. So I'm looking forward to. Yeah, we'll play. Getting the coil on, but, um, but maybe you could explain that a little bit. Like it, it cause it sounds like it's got a very large um, inventory of options. Mm. The, yeah. yeah, it's, I think it's helpful to say that the technology is based on like four different systems. So it's, it's the idea of bringing, you know, Voltron, right? We're like Voltron. It's like all these robotic, as an eighties cartoon is like my childhood. Okay. So all these like robotic cats, like form like this one super robot. So that's, I always think of it like that. It's, it's the idea of pulling in like the, like a bioresonance device mm-hmm. and like pulse magnetics yeah. and like voice activated software and like a little bit of like a Royal Rife technology or, or, or like um, a resonant frequency. I, I, I always pause to say Rife because it's not a Rife machine. And, but that the graduation, there was a device called the Doug coil in like the eighties. Okay. And that was kind of like a, it was a, it was a, it was a coil coil system hooked up to like a big, like, um, frequency generator mm-hmm. and then a huge amplifier. It was like big. And so the original amp coil was bit, it was like the idea behind the, the system was we'll build it in next to your bed <laughs> <laughs> for three months and then we'll come pick it up because right. they didn't have stepping frequencies up and down through a mag uh, through, through magnetics would, would like blow the amp. Right. 
So there were the engineering was not there yet. So a Doug Coyle, you'll you can see it. There's certain like there's a Lime documentary which features a Doug Coyle. She's like putting this Coyle all over her head. Um, it was huge, and it was like not a thing. It was like not a, a feasible technology. So this team of engineers, um, functional medicine doctors, bioenergetics practitioners, really put the system together, and. So there's all of those belief systems around frequency in there. And essentially, you know, like to speak to the library of like what's in the software, it was really made to be an easy user interface. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted, if you had, if you knew, if you knew you wanted to play something for any organ system, the idea that all organ systems are paired like Chinese medicine and the software, like the yin and yang, you're not going to boost just heart, you know? Um, you're going to boost that complementary system. So every single organ system is in there just to give it love. And what you're doing is you're playing a nine minute song to that organ system within its resonant range. But that song has been turned into a rolling magnetic field. It's not a sound. So it's not bioresonance and it's not an electrical field. So it's not a rife delivery. It's a rolling magnetic, um, a bioacoustic magnetic field. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these, these different attributes of the software, every organ and organ system, like every esoteric, like you said, state of being positivity, higher self, relax all, which are some of my favorites. Um, then there's a journey for every organ and organ system called general detox. And it's, it's general microbes, metals, and toxins associated with stagnating an organ system. And so every system is in order, airways, lungs, large intestine, gallbladder, liver, you know, all the way down through. So those are like our, our detox codes. And what I say is, is that to separate it, the usually Rife is creating multiple frequencies to create a pattern mm-hmm. a pattern of sound. And it would, it would mimic the pattern of disease. Amp coils, we say it's more of a bioterrain builder. So more uh, the idea that we're mobilizing the body's innate pathways of self-correction within the frequencies. So a range of four to 2,200 hertz. Many, uh, the Rife technologies go 300,000, 200,000, 300,000. We're in a much smaller range. Uh, it's from our experience of like 3000 people, it's better tolerated. You have less of the experience of people using this technology and being in bed for two weeks, which is what, yeah, yeah, having a terrible, terrible Herxheimer reaction. Um, and also it's really, it's really complicated because I've seen people use, and I always want to, I want to understand like what's happening in the body in real time. Mm. Uh -uh. No, it's tough. And our friend Katrine speaks to this. She spoke to, about, uh, to me in private. Um, people that are really working on a very, very high level in, in clinical studies, what happens in a Petri dish does not happen in the body, especially with bioenergetics. And so if somebody shows you a Petri dish of a bacteria exploding from a resonant frequency, it doesn't necessarily mean that's what happens in the body. And until we have that data, I always speak to what we know. And really, when you play those detox journeys four times, six times, 10 times, what happens is from the however many hundreds of thousands of sessions we, 
we played is that there, there is a reduction in symptoms. There's a reduction in pain. There's a improved increased mental clarity. So it's always working about how the body's responding after we play it a song. So I, I, to say that, uh, what's happening in the Petri dish or the body, you know, it's a, it, it's a, it's a tricky line you dance around, mm-hmm. you know, because you're really, if you're looking for a, if, if you wanted to come to me and you're somebody that wants to use frequency therapy, you're like, I want to kill this infection. Well, there's probably a machine that I would point you towards that is purported to do that. Um, that's not, that's not what I would, I would tell you to, that's not why I would tell you to get an amp coil. No. It's just different. It's a different belief system. It's a different operating system. It's a single frequency in a sine wave in a rolling magnetic resonance, as opposed to multiple electrical frequencies generated through a copper plate or a noble gas. So it's just, it's just different. Um, And, and again, I just, you know, we have to focus on how people respond at the end of the day, it's results. So, yeah. So the next question I'm going to ask you is going to have no answer. I know this, but maybe we can make one. (laughs) because it's going to depend, right? Like, I mean, somebody comes in and, you know, I mean, you know, what I think is interesting conceptually, if I've got this right, is it's going to help with the mold, the EBV, the the Epstein-Barr virus or or whatever other bug, you know, parasite or whatever you might be dealing with, Mm. but not from the perspective that it targets it, but more from the perspective that it enables the body to deal with it. Did I get that right? Yeah, we will often talk about the self-correcting mechanisms of the body. How do we amplify those? Because let me just speak to chronic illness and what from spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on all the things that should work in the Petri dish, like really expensive stem cells, right? Antibiotics for three years. Why didn't that kill my Lyme? Mm Mm-hmm. We have those tools. Why are they not working? Why is this the story of thousands and thousands of people that they're just not getting better? There's things we don't understand. And what I can tell you, the things that do work that have very high levels of efficacy are systems that work with the body as a complete mechanism, i.e. repairing the limbic loop. Mm-hmm working on dynamic neural retraining, like an Annie Hopper or a Gupta program, combined with full body energetics, combined with hydration and cell wall repair, combined with infrared sauna. And all of a sudden people are like thriving. Yeah. You know, I often say I I started to really, I did have improvements when I stopped my antibiotics, my three years of doxycycline. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you can imagine like, and I'm still doing, so I'm doing that repair work, right. For my next 50 years, I've got a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. you know? So for me right now, I'm in a state of, of optimization using all these other fun biohacking tools, my genetic code, right. The different light therapies, all these other things that I'm, I, I now I, now I know enough to quantify and test and look environmental toxicity, my great plains laboratory, environmental tox scan, you know, what's in the tissues, yeah. That's keeping me from holding this, this, um, keeping, keeping me back from like another level of elite health. Right. So it's, it's for me, it's like coupling those things. Like I stack amp coil, like I stack the nervous system journey, the nervous system reset with a guided breath work where I'm working with the trigger as opposed to managing symptoms. If that makes sense. Like yeah. I, 
Uh, yeah, I want to speak to this because I think in in the peptides biohacking space, I've had this like huge aha moment that's been like cultivating for the last like two months. And yesterday, I kind of figured it out. If you have a sore knee and you have a minute of panic because it's broken, something's wrong with you, and you run to the peptide, and then you run to the sauna, and then you run to the um, fascia mobility, and then you resolve it. You have confirmed and doubled down on the neuro pathway that when I'm broken, I must do this to heal. If you run to, if you go, imagine this trigger action. Yeah. If we can break up the spot between trigger and action and go trigger, hmm, belief system. Isn't this interesting? What is my body signaling me right now? man, I really appreciate that my body's giving me this tingling sensation in my vastus medialis and I want to know more. Mm-hmm. And then let me explore, what if I brought my friend over um, BPC-157 and let's just have a conversation with how the BPC, and all of a sudden, if you've broken that trigger, if you've stopped and interrupted that pattern, all the outcome of the downstream is working on wiring a different neural pathway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's mine. You're talking about mindset here. Like you're talking about how do you, how are you approaching this as in, I'm going to slap something on this and make it better as opposed to collaborating with your body and having a conversation saying, Hey, can we together use this and help, help us help you to help me? (laughs) Yeah. I also want to speak to like anybody out there that listened to this podcast with Lyme or mold. When I was so tired and I struggled to tie my shoes, when I didn't want to get out of bed, I just wanted to feel better. And I've, I've heard this, I'm like mindset, belief system, it's all in your head. And either that was really triggering to me or I just was like, that's invalid. My body is, there's something physically wrong with me because I feel physically they're both real. Mm -hmm. What an interesting time to realize that both things can exist at the same time in our world. Exactly. You know, we don't want it. We want it to be black and white. And all I'm saying is, is that I have found great value even recently in real time. Like before I go do a thing, if I have a thing or a pain or a shooting or I sit with it and I find it in my brain and I give it a color and then I take the color down to a less inflammatory color. And then I revisit it again and I take it down to an even less inflammatory. Normally I can make the pain stop. Nice. Every time I've done it so far, I can make it stop. So it's not throwing away peptides or amp coil or red light. I'm saying do both or else you are on the, you are on the, the roller coaster of, of life and death all the time. And Mm -hmm. it's a really, it's a really hard place to create from. Well, I think to be in a state of creation. Yeah, I think one of the things you're shutting down is the fear response. And mm-hmm. the fear response feeds, right? It it, mm-hmm. pain, it feeds the story. It feeds all of these things. And I think fear is the thing that keeps us, I mean, obviously it keeps us in sympathetic mode. It, mm-hmm. it, it, it does, you know, like I just hosted this women's retreat in the Dominican Republic. And yes, you did very first thing that we did with our women. And I was, you know, at the beginning, I was like, I'm not so sure this is so nice, but the first thing we did when they came off the plane is we threw them into an ice tub. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these women came in, they'd had, some of them had had a horrible journey. 
overnight, like, you know, just like long planes, trains, and automobiles. Some mm-hmm. of them having really, were in the midst of very, very difficult personal journeys that they were themselves embarked on quite apart from this retreat. And I've, you know, if I was skeptical about ice before, I have a whole new respect mm-hmm. for helping people through that initial fear response. That is the first thing that hits you when you get into that ice. It's mm-hmm. not really the cold. I mean, the cold is a thing, but really, if you really think about it, if you really sit with it, it's your brain freaking out going, we are going to die, man. We can mm-hmm. do this right now. And guiding people through that fear response to help them to come out the other side and believe in themselves that they don't mm-hmm. need to let go of the fear and to sit in it. I have never seen anything more beautiful than these seven women, each one of them getting through that. Yeah. It was, and I think it's a, it's a little bit of what you're saying, you know, it's a little bit of start within and then bring yeah. it outside and everything gets better. Right. Everything yeah. Gets- that's, that's been my experience, but I had to go through a lot of failed attempts at other things that I believed would be the thing or the modality or the practitioner to get to this point. So, and, and, and I can't, uh, I don't want to impart my story on anybody. I don't want to imprint my experience on anybody else. I just want to offer that at, at this point, I see that to be the most valuable thing because it's free. It's immediately accessible. You can travel with it anywhere. <laughs> it's like you have this at your fingertips today. You don't even need to go buy anything or anybody's course or a subscription. You can really just do that that visualization I said of visualizing the brain. Is there an area of your brain that's associated with the pain? Give it a color that feels inflammatory and change the color. You know, do that for five to 10 minutes. See if you can take the pain away. See if you could take it down right on a piece of paper. Is it a 10? Is it a seven to six? Check in in 10 minutes. Most people can shift their pain 70%. And I'm just saying, add that in with the other things because um, it's, it's really magical. And that's, that's going to change in my experience that will change how you view. It like changes the energy behind the action yeah. is the best way I can say it for everything in your life. Yeah, no, I love that. That's um, so true. Okay, so there was one other thing that you had mentioned before we started recording that I really wanted to spend a little bit of time on because there's so much talk about red light. I mean, we both use um, the flex beam, which we love as a device, as a, as a spot device, but there's another light therapy that you're, you were talking to me about, which is quite different than also very powerful. Um, Yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, you know, the idea that, there's so much red light magic out there right now. And I love red light for the fact that it works. So I am, it's, I always tell people it's my gateway biohack. If you want to go buy something cool, go buy a red light. Cause it's fun. You turn it on, turn it off. It's quite simple to use and you know, it, it works. So my experience with red light has been that I keep learning about how the body is communicating cell to cell or this great Alan Watts quote that I'm about to send you about the, the idea of, of the flickering candle, you know, the candle's always different. Mm -hmm. 
but it's, it's, it's visual representation of existence is one of a pulse. And that is life in this universe. It is a pulse. Life comes in, it comes out. Whether that's consciousness or life and death, it's all, everything's pulsed. And so if we start to look at the way we communicate intracellularly, it is through pulsed light and pulsed electromagnetic fields. So I've been using this panel for a couple of years now that pulses different frequencies through the LED bulbs. And it's a systemic situation, i.e. it's a full body panel and like four foot by like 18 inches wide. And you can set anywhere from zero to 10,000 Hertz on this panel. So here's why I love this, Natalie, because research is coming out. Nice. Research is coming out and we're starting to see where different pulse rates affect different areas of the body, the brain, nervous system entrainment, breaking up beta amyloid plaque. So look at the, you know, anybody at home, I, we won't go too far into it, but Google some of the research around pulsed 40 Hertz and neurocognitive function. It's really exciting. You know, look at some of the research around pulsed 10 Hertz, which is kind of mimicking the pulse rate. I think Patrick Porter talks about this, the pulse rate of the ocean and see how downregulating 10 Hertz is. It's a different experience. Mm -hmm. So, and new research will come out. There's another body of work from the, the, it's, they're called the Noje frequencies, which had been used extensively in veterinarian medicine. And I love animals and studies because there is no placebo, as long as they're kind to the animals, as long as they don't cut them open or fill them with dye. Which I always, I hate to quote studies sometimes. I'm like, oh my God, do you know what they did to those little mouse, mouses, meet those me's. Um, and this body of work around the Noger frequencies or Noger, that it's really phonetically, it looks like Noger, um, was a French scientist who established different resonant rates associated with different levels of improvement in biological tissue. So hair, skin, nails, central and peripheral nervous system. On this panel, Light Path LED, all of these frequencies are pre-programmed into the touchpad. So you would just set your session and set your pulse rate. And you could think that immediately when I say pulse red light, people think, well, what if I'm an epileptic or I'm prone to seizures? You're only going to visualize a pulse rate under about 80 hertz. Above 80 hertz, the human eye doesn't see that, but it is pulsing. So 163, 1,274, 4,395 you know, you're just going to see a solid red light. Um, but I have noticed a really great, there's one for scar tissue that again, when I combine that with the visceral manipulation and do skin rolling over my belly, it's been really beneficial. And I, I hope, I hope like there's some really cool, um, evolving science around this. And the idea is that you'll also hear people say, well, evidence is preliminary that they're all the pulse rates go deeper. So we're getting a deeper penetration into the body by pulsing these um, red light spectrums. And then the idea that, you know, pre-programmed frequencies and a touchpad. So as we find out more science about what pulse rates might benefit the body, I've got it. You know, I don't have to go buy a new thing. Oh, I you think program it in. You program it in. Nice. Yeah. So either or the, 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 the attribute that's always attracted me to frequency, amp coil, magnetics, 
um, sound therapy, pulse red light therapy, is that I understand they work through the process of entrainment, Mm -hmm. just like learning a language. So if I listen to Spanish three times a day, my brain, and there's certain, I, I mentioned this in another podcast, what is Rosetta Stone? which we, we, there's different ways in which you can learn a language. And that really the best one is this immersive technology. So immersing yourself in frequency therapy two to three times a week, the body learns. So I'm breaking up this idea of I've got to go do my red light treatment. And then when I stop, it's over as opposed to I'm signaling the body with a subtle energetic pulse. My body's picking up the information and performing better forever on the other side. So I'm really attracted to that because I, I don't like the idea of being locked into technology to feel well. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That's amazing for sure. I mean, it's, it's teaching the body a new trick or reintroducing the body to a trick it would have already known or how, whatever that that is. I don't Mm -hmm. know. And maybe they're both true to, to a point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's, um, I think we can all agree we've become so disconnected. Like our bodies are bombarded by so much incoming non-native EMFs and masses of information we were never designed to deal with. Mm -hmm. And in many ways we've adapted beautifully, although imperfectly, like we're trying to cope, like their bodies MacGyvering it every single minute of every hour of every day, trying to kind of roll with what's being thrown at it. Whereas it sounds a bit like this type of device kind of reconnects to this is what we would do. This is how we would do it. This is right. This is what we've known. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Calming a little bit and going, right. I remember this. I can do this. Mm -hmm. And possible that it can be redeveloped like a muscle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that is a, that's yoga. That's the, that's the, uh, the yoga class analogy. If you wanted uh, to elongate your hip flexors, you know, could I get benefit from one yoga class? Of course. But if I really want to do the work, I'm going to go three times a week. I'm going to go for six months and then I can stop. And I'm probably not going to go all the way back to baseline, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I will lose a little bit of it because listen, life is, we could look at life as some degree of a hormetic stressor in which we are in an aging body that is moving towards entropy. So we will have to self-correct more and more as we want to maintain some level of vitality. But I, I do, uh, I do think that's true with frequency therapy, light therapy, um, subtle resonance that I don't think we go back to baseline. I mean, I've, I've sort of seen that as like, how long does an amp coil hold, Mm -hmm. um, voltage or heart rate variability improvement beyond baseline? Um, that some independent people that have had the device have said, well, I don't go back to baseline a week later if I play a, a, a nervous system reset. And I was like, oh, that's really great to hear. You know, so we can start to look at that. Um, what is the minimum effective dose? And I think that's an important thing to play with. You know, America is such a more, more, more. Yes, yes. It's like, I'm Mr. Gold Star. It's like more is not better with ice, with sauna, with frequency, with light, with peptides, with carnivore diet. It's really that minimum effective dose that I, I, I think it's really interesting to explore. And, and, you know, the only other thing I'll say is like, I'm not an engineer. I did, I did grow up in a mechanical engineering firm. I worked there from, I was 13 to 23. However, I'm not an engineer. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I am not a frequency expert. This is simply me 
speaking from my subjective experience, I've worked with this for about three years. I've listened to thousands of hours of lecture and I'm just pulling what I come to, to understand. But most of my belief systems are based on result, mm-hmm. whether that's for me or people in my immediate community. And I, I know there are people who know so much more than me and you start to get into the quantum physics and pairing different frequencies. And then there's a conversation on isochronic tones and binaural beats. And well, this person said, and this person said, and you know, that's, that's what our, our, the struggle in this space for me is to like, uh, I have a strong belief system around these things. And many times you'll trigger somebody's ego and be like, well, this person said this and they, they're from their understanding. And I think it's all from our understanding, right? Uh, everybody has a belief system. So I just, I want to throw that out there because, you know, this is my experience for three and a half years going almost four years with this type of wellness technology, whether it's pulse light, whether it's magnetics, um, whether it's PEMF, just a strict PEMF device, which I'm also a huge fan of. I, I use a device called MagnaWave, which is a high powered ringer device, totally different, um, but find great benefit in that too for, for certain things. So it's, I, I, I'm a fan of it all. Yeah, no. And I think that's a very important point because so often people come to, to my podcast or your podcast and they're looking for an answer. And, you know, people have big questions, they have big needs for answers and mm. the difficulty or not even the difficulty, but I think that the, the thing to hold close is that the answer is going to vary from person to person. It's going to both in terms of what's right for you and in terms of what resonates for you. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that there can be more than one answer for any uh, individual. Always. It, to you? What are you going to respond to? And you've been talking about this. What is your belief system? You may have to make some shifts in your belief system, but even in your new belief system, there will be things that will resonate for you and that will, that you'll naturally gravitate towards. Like, mm-hmm. like Freddie hearing about the amp coil and running out and buying it and knowing that some right. thing that was going to allow you to shift into your next phase. It wasn't the final thing. It wasn't the only thing, but it was the, the next step for you in mm-hmm. your which I think is, you know, being open to that messaging and having the ability to go and act on it is a pretty amazing mm-hmm. and beautiful thing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Pretty powerful. Yeah. Well, sir, I think we could keep talking for a long time, but maybe we should wrap it up and save, yeah. save something for another episode down the road sometime. Cause I would love to do that with you. So how can people find you and learn more about all this stuff and yeah. find your podcast and all the other things? People can learn more about me on the Beautifully Broken podcast, everywhere podcasts are put out, Amazon, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, freddysetgo.com is my site that I host everything on at this point. The other places people can, can learn about me are amp coil i am their product expert so if you want to know more about amp coil you will be able to talk to a product expert and if you just go to our contact page you can book a meeting we can even do a zoom call and be like hey here's what i'm dealing with is this a good fit here's what i've done so far tell me about how it works what's the process like for me to start you know using one of these in my home and I also want to speak to just one thing. We, we, I, I had this in my head, the, the investment, you know, I, I, I don't like to say expensive mm-hmm. because we have, 
in my apartment complex right now, I look at a lot of like $35,000 to $80,000 automobiles that sit in the parking lot for 98% of their life. And people in our culture spend big money on these ticket items that don't do anything but get you from point A to point B, mm-hmm. albeit in style. Mm-hmm. I have become a huge believer in it's not, it's just reallocating resources from your lifestyle. And I always, I don't want to say always, but 90% of the time I find it's just there. The money's there. You're spending it somewhere different. And if everything's great and life's working for you and you're making the money you want and you're happy and you feel good and you're out of pain and you're not depressed and you're having great, amazing sex, then don't change anything. But if you do want more, then pull out a piece of paper and see where your money's going. And I, 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 most times I find I'm like, Oh wow. Do, is that essential? Mm -hmm. You know, I find there's money there that people can, I always use the example of a, like, what are you driving? Like I, I have a used Jeep that was like, you know, it was like 12 K and I could have bought the new one for 32, but it it works and it's cute and it gets me where I want to go. And I just look at that extra, you know, $20,000 that I got there. And I was like, wow, that if I invest that $20,000 yeah, and I really, yeah. yeah. And my health, it's like, wow. It's like, that's really, that's what I want to get me to point A to point B for the next 80 years. So I really want to spend the money there. So I would just automobile is like my way in for that conversation. And that's it. And then I'm Freddie Setgo on Instagram, F-R-E-D-D-I-E-S-E-T-G-O, Freddie Setgo. And I, I do spend a lot of my time there. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you know, as you were talking, something came to me because I often talk about longevity. Um, we don't, I don't talk as much about Lyme and SIRS and stuff like that. That is really such a huge issue in the world, but it strikes me that for longevity, the amp coil would be next level just from, yeah, you don't need to be sick. No, no, that's really the conversation we want to open the door to. And and believe me, we have plenty of um, some of the most famous movie stars and tennis stars and people travel with these things. They're in their arsenal. Um, I have a lot of uh, very high level musicians who absolutely love the technology I can never say, I'm like, I, unless we sign a contract with them, I can't say, I know it's so annoying, but, it's, but you had it with you in, in Pasadena. It was 40 pounds. It, it weighs 40 pounds. No, it was, it was 40 pounds. Right. Okay. And now it's 12 pounds like that. The one I bought was 24 pounds. Wow. And it's just been re-engineered to be very, very portable and just as powerful as it ever has been. And yeah, it's, it goes under the seat in the airplane. I play detox assist when I get off the plane, I play harmonizer, I play deep sleep, you know, to, to just, to, just to amplify the things I'm already doing. Nice. So yeah, yeah, it's cool. I can't wait for you to try it and see your, see your lived experience. Me too. All right, guys. Well, Freddie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I cannot thank you enough. Um, this has been a joy and uh, I can't wait to do it again with you. It's going to be so fun. We could just get on and riff because I, I, well, there's so many things. We talked for 40 minutes before we turn on the microphone. Yeah. Well, maybe when we're in Austin together, 
we'll have we'll have as you said a play date at your biohacking lab at home and uh mm -hmm. some shareable bits tidbits for people there great can't wait all right thank you so much bye thank you thanks so much for joining me on this episode of the biohacking superhuman performance podcast if you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a five-star review on iTunes because that's what helps us to be heard and to be seen. If you'd like to connect with me directly, or if you'd like to leave any comments, or if you have any questions about this episode, please reach out to me directly through my website, natnidham.com. And of course, if you're not already a member of the Biohacking Superhuman Performance Community on Facebook, that's where you'll find me every day. It's a short application, just answer a couple of questions and you're in and interfacing with other amazing biohackers. Thanks again, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next episode.